0: Good morning, good evening, good night, everybody. This is England is Burning for Tuesday, October the 12th, 2021. I am Keith. I am from the ATL in Georgia, USA. And we have our Manchester City weekly feature with Kate, with the Manchester City Women's Official Supporters Club. We are here to break down the weekend review, and most importantly, the Manchester Derby that was... I did part one of our Derby review with Mark with the Manchester United official supporters club uh, and he had a lot of things to say and that went on on and I'm sure Kate you have a lot to say about your from your angle of the Manchester Derby and how it ended and now the result was but Kate how you doing today.
1: Good I'm doing well thanks. Uh, I'm feeling, feeling probably a lot better than United fans are feeling at the moment after that match. Yeah,
0: I, I you know, I mean, I don't know if you heard what Mark had to say. I mean, uh, but I, I can probably, we re- re- probably could guess. I could probably recap it for you. Uh, and so, for, but first and foremost, happy belated birthday to you. I, I saw the, the stuff online on on Twitter celebrating your birthday. And you also had Thanksgiving in Canada this week, too. So big, big times.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was a good weekend.
0: So going into going into this match, uh, they, they were, I, I mean, dare I say, uh, Garrett Taylor, poor Garrett Taylor on the hot seat, uh, going into a derby, still having all these injuries, not sure what kind of lineup he was going to throw out there. Uh, what was the mood of, of City fans going into this in, into this derby? Was it a fear, worry, anticipation? I mean, what was the what was the mood like going into the match?
1: I think it's a good combination of of all those things. Um just anticipation. Like it's always it's always fun to uh play a derby game. But mm-hmm. the way yeah, the way our form had been on, so it was a little bit concerning going into it. Um, but I think yeah, it's just anything can happen in a derby. So I think that's kinda of like the the mood that I was kind of sensing from everyone being like, Okay, hey, we might not be in the best form right now, but you know, anything can happen, kind of like a lot of stuff goes out the window, you know, when you play United, like team has been on form. This gives him a little bit of a kick in the pants, like a little bit more extra motivation to go out there and perform. Um, and I thought City did that. Mm-hmm.
0: And I think the, you know, and then we go into the, you know, we go into the match and, and it was a uh, on Saturday. Um, and I think, I mean, what were you kind of hoping for lineup wise that, that Gareth was going to throw out there? Because we, we had talked about, you know, the, the role that Bunny Shaw plays, you know, and I know know you had been pretty vocal about wanting Bunny Shaw to have more playing time. Um, You know, we were wondering about what the back line was going to look like and, and um, you know, who you might be hoping for. So what were you kind of hoping for lineup wise of who was going to play in the starting 11 going into the match?
1: Um, yeah. Uh, so I saw that Bunny was starting, which, you mm-hmm. know, I really, really liked. Um, again, I had questions about the back line a little bit, um, which actually wasn't too concerning in this game. There were still like a couple of things that weren't the greatest. But I mean, we were down to 10 players. So I can't really fault them too much for that. Um. Like, that's just that's just hard to recover from. Um. But yeah, so I was. I still wanna see Ruby Mace get a run-in at the back line and that's gonna happen now that Stanway's uh Stanley's out for a bit. So <laughs> whether we want to or not, like he's gotta start playing her. Like we're running out of options. Mm-hmm. So um hoping to yeah, I'm hoping to see her uh slot in maybe for this everton game coming up.
0: Um, So the the back line for City, you know, ended up being, again, a a bunch of tape and and some string and chicken wire um, being put together, uh, you know, with the back line of, (coughs) excuse me, of Demi Stokes. Uh, which that's, you know, traditionally where she was out screen went back in a, in a center back position. Uh, Jill Scott pulling being pulled back from midfield into the into the center back position. That must have been kind of an interesting thought process like, OK, and then ten, and then uh, Georgia Stanway in on a right back position. Again, not her normal slot, not Jill Scott's normal slot. Um and so for it, and team and goal uh, midfield of, of Kira Walsh, and she's coming back and gets a start here. Uh, Caroline Weir um, and all in the front three of Bunny Shaw, which I was pretty happy, honestly, to see Bunny Shaw start the match. Yeah. I think in terms of a weapon uh, that's, you know, that really needed to get some get some. Uh, get some definite minutes. Uh, I would have definitely picked Bunny Shaw over Ellen White. You know, I, Ellen White's great, but I think Bunny Shaw would, was the best player for this particular match uh, to start in the front line. And then, and, and then the Canadian, Janie Becky, was in the right right wing along with uh, along with Lauren Hemp on the left. So, I mean, again, a very formidable lineup, but a, just kind of a chicken wire back line uh, and so forth. How did you feel about the starting lineup overall?
1: Yeah, overall, it felt pretty good, like, considering what we have. Um, I like the front three, like you said. I like the Bunny, Hemp, and Becky uh, front three for sure. Um, yeah, like, I like how, like I was saying, like, I was really happy Bunny got the start. But you can also see, like, Ellen coming off, and she's, like, she makes an impact off the bench. That was mm-hmm. that was my thing. It's, like, yeah. I, think, I think starting Bunny is good because she, like, kind of works her way into the game. And then, like you need something, you kind of bring in Allen, and she's good for a goal. Like that's, I think Ellen White's really that's something she's really good at.
0: Yeah, I, I think. I mean, I really thought that. The, I mean, I thought, you know, I was like, you know, I don't know who you're going to throw in the back line for City, to be honest. So, so, but in terms of the of the other, you know, starters, um, I mean, it was. I thought it was really very formidable. Um, you know, I really liked. You know. Um, you know i really like like i said Bunny shaw and uh, the uh to start i think someone that that you know i totally agree works herself into into a match and gets gets going and so forth what were you uh, in terms of how did you think the, how the game started? Because I want to talk about the first 30 minutes or so, because everything kind of changes in the 35th minute. As we know, Georgia Stanway gets the red card straight red. We'll talk about that a little bit more detail in a moment, but in terms of how city started the match, how did you, how would you rate that? How would you, how'd you feel about how they started? Was there any tactical changes that you could see anything different? Uh,
1: No, I just, it felt like they had a little bit more fire uh, in them. Like the first 20 minutes, I thought they played really well. Like um, early on, we had a chance already, like Lauren Hamp was just causing all sorts of troubles down the left side of that pitch. Like she was just running past everybody. Um, So, and then she sent a cross in and Becky almost scores, but uh, like Mary Earps, I thought she had a great game. Uh, She makes a nice save off of Becky's, but like we were, we were really pressing. And that's something I think like, you know, we've we've been seeing crosses going in, but we've seen people, like, scuffing them or missing them or not being in the right spot. So to start off this game, it just, you could feel, like, a different kind of energy shift in this team. Like, you just felt like they were just, I don't know, they felt a little bit more of a connection. And, like, they were actually, like, really committed to this, uh, to, to putting up a fight against um, United. And at the first, yeah, the first 20, 25 minutes, it, it just felt, it felt like they're football again it's mm-hmm. it's something that's been missing in like the last couple of matches but it just it felt like they had that that energy back a little bit
0: i think there was in my in my impression of the first half hour there was in my mind a ta- the tactics that united throughout and then the response that city was was different or slightly different but very formidable and very dangerous so united pressed very high and very early and very strong. And I think what they were trying to do was, I think they were trying to test the, you know, the back line. I mean, which made total sense. There's no yeah. doubt in my mind, you play anybody against this, against that back line. You're like, all right, we're going to test them because how many times have we seen them bumble the ball in the back line back, make bad passes, get panicky, you know, and so forth. So you know, I, I if I, you know, blindfolded, I would have decided just, pre- you know, press them high, you know, if they try to play out of the back, really, really press them. But here's what I saw that was different from from City. Two things. One uh, is being a little bit a step faster, a little bit more forward, a little bit more quicker, a little bit more faster in terms of the passing and going forward. Um, and not allowing themselves to get trapped back there, yeah. uh, really pushing the ball up because, you know, mm-hmm. what we know, if you press really, really high, what do you do? You leave a bunch of space in the midfield. And so I think what the, what the thing was, was like, all right, let's let them press us really high and then we're going to hit them into the midfield quicker. And that's what I've been asking for. It's like, okay, if they're going to press you like that, you got to move the ball in the midfield like that. And they weren't doing it in the previous matches, but they were doing it in this one in the first 30 minutes. They were really pushing it forward and making themselves really looking a little bit dangerous, uh, a little bit more dangerous than I'd seen them before. I really think the first 30 minutes of the match for City was probably the best I've seen them in quite a while. Yeah. Uh in terms of the energy, as you said, moving the ball forward a little bit quicker on the pace, not allowing themselves to get trapped back there and making yeah. a mistake. And then you look at the list of chances and they had the first 30 minutes. Yeah, Jenny Becky had that shot that you mentioned from twelve yards. Um, that was saved by Earps. That was an excellent save. Uh Jill Scott's shot in the fourteenth minute. She had a wonderful game. Jill Scott yeah. was well, excellent.
1: Yeah, yeah we need to talk game. about her defensive performance. Like I mean, I don't know who
0: decided. I don't know how Garth figured it out or somebody went and whispered to him or something, but somebody told him something or he figured it out, that Jill Scott would have been great in the back line, and she was magnificent, you know, in the back, right?
1: We've been missing that leadership on the pitch, and I think that's something that Jill really brings to this. But she was making – like, United players were, like, making runs on the side, and Jill was, like, there, and she was just, like, getting those tackles in and getting that Mm -hmm. ball out of – out of um out of play like just getting it out of play instead of just put that chilling, get out of play reset fall back Mm -hmm. and then keep going and she would just yeah i thought she just played really really well
0: you know, and just really playing both sides of the ball, playing defensively and offensively, pushing the ball forward. I mean, she had that chance in the 14th minute. She had a header that was blocked, and then, then he had Lauren Hemp giving two more, uh, two more shots, one blocked, and one off target. But you just could see just a different mindset, a more offensive yeah. mindset, and more energized, and they were more forward. And that was the thing I kept thinking about They there, more forward. Uh, but united didn't you know continue to play like they did the game before they continued to press high and they continue to do a lot of overlapping and underlapping moving players in different positions which is exactly what they had done the, the the match before so that brings us to i mean and it was all city as far as the chances were concerned um you had the the Kirsty hansen saved uh save shot from like 22 yards uh, in the 20 in the 37th uh 32nd and then another one that she had in the 37th you know Kirsty hansen was pretty strong in this match as well but let's get to let's get to the let's get to georgia stanway hmm. so i don't know what your thoughts about georgia stanway were going into the match but I, Emma from, you know, who was your predecessor contributor on the show, we 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 had a show one time where we were kind of kind of reviewing players that she felt that needed to really step it up and do a little bit better. And she mentioned Georgia Stanway. And she said basically, that, you know, that gen that Stanway has a tendency to be, she's, a, she's young, she's gets a little reckless, she gets yeah. a little aggressive, and yeah. she kind of takes things in her own hands too many times and, and she'll take these wild shots and they're not going anywhere and so forth. And when I, uh, and when I saw that tackle that she that she attempted, I don't even know what I would call it now. But it was high, very, very high on Leah Galton. I was like, yeah, I think we know, we see the you know overly aggressive you know attempt there. Um, I don't think there was any malice there in any degree. I don't think it was intentional. I think it's Georgia Stanway just, just doing her thing, being just really aggressive. And yeah. she caught Leah Galton high in the thigh. You know, what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, no, Stanway's. Yeah, she's young. She's a little bit brash still. I think I think a word you can kind of use with her sometimes can be undisciplined. Um, mm-hmm. she, yeah, she, she doesn't time her tackles right. She, you know, she gets frustrated and she'll get a little bit more snippy and then like she'll sometimes give an extra shove or an extra push and you can see that like yeah, she she tends to. It feels like sometimes she let, like lets her emotions kind of uh, get the best of her, and I think that just comes with like a little bit of age, right? Like she'll mm-hmm. like grow into things and kind of kind of work that out of her system. But um, yeah, challenge, definite red, like no doubt, my like no doubt in my mind. But it was funny because the camera angle uh, when he first saw it, it kind of like shot from behind Galton, so you couldn't really tell where she was caught or if she right. was. Caught. So right. I was kind of like, oh, okay. And then I showed a replay and it was from behind uh, Georgia. And you're like, oh no, like that's a red. That's an immediate yeah. red. Like she goes in, like her studs go in to her thigh. You're like, second your studs are up like that. Like it's, it's a red card and like, yeah, intent, like in, in this, these kinds of matters, the intent doesn't matter.
0: Like, absolutely, it really yeah, it just sense. doesn't.
1: Yeah, Like, I mean, like it does a little bit, but not in regards to your punishment. And your punishment is a red card. Mm-hmm. But I think, like, in terms of, like, the backlash that's coming off of it, yeah, she didn't mean to, obviously, injure Galton, right? And there was, uh, she sent out some tweets and stuff, like, apologizing, apologized to Leah, and Leah, like, accepted the apology and was like, because Georgia apparently has been getting a lot of backlash for this tackle and, and verbal abuse, and who knows what people are tweeting at her or DMing her. Uh, it's just terrible, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, like Galton had to tell people to like, knock it off. Like Georgia mm-hmm. did not go into that tackle intending to injure her.
0: Right. Yeah. So there are a lot of things to unpack with that. And I, I mean, number one, you know, I had the same reaction as you when I, I was like, yeah, that's, that looked like a, you know, kind of a hard tackle there. And there was a foul and everything else. And then I watched it again. I was like, Ooh, yeah, that's, there's no doubt. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, there's no doubt it has to be a red that's so high, uh, I didn't think it was intentional in any sort of way and and, and uh, but it was straight red no doubt I mean just that that's that that pretty much says it all right there and it's like yeah it's okay and and I think in, undisciplined is the right word and and I think even Garrett Taylor alluded to the, you know that she gets a little undisciplined she's young she'll hopefully learn you know all those coachy bot language stuff that you say, um, but it's clearly start Red. But that brings up another issue, which is the issue that you're alluding to, which is the social media backlash. And, I, you know, Mark and I talked about it on the United cast. And, and you know, and, and you and I actually had DM'd each other about, you know, like, yeah, she's getting all this abuse. What's going on? And, you know, where is it coming from? And I mean, you know, I and I I asked a fair question, I think. is like, where is it coming from? Is it coming from City fans upset because she made the call and got, you know, sent off? I didn't think it was, but I was like, you know, got to ask. And, you know, but I kind of assumed where it was coming from. I kind of assumed it was from United fans, Uh, you know, because there is a contingent of United fans. And Mark even alluded to that contingent of United fans that are just off the chain, ridiculous and abusive towards, you know, and he does not call them real fans. You know, he, he, he tries to, he yeah. disassociates from them. I mean, he's like, and he even mentioned on the, on the, on the show yesterday is like, I know one of the people that was sending those things and I don't want anything to do with that person. You know, no, you know, yeah. And- there's
1: rivalry and then there's like sending abusive message to players. Like that's a, that's a step too far. There's, there's nothing wrong with like throwing jabs at each other. Right. Just teasing each other back and forth, but like teams mm-hmm. and stuff like that. You got to know when there's like a line and when like not to cross that line. And some of these fans just are like taking it way too far. It's also like just a game, like it's just a sport, Mm -hmm. right? Like, absolutely, you do not need to be abusing players like that. Or like Greenwood comes back and they're just you know booing her off the pitch, and it's just like this is just it's 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 crazy.
0: Yeah, and, I mean, I don't, and I don't call these people fans. I call them thugs, and they are thugs. And they're using a, a keyboard and being anonymous to be thugs. Um, cool. These are your thugs that we had, you know, in football and soccer, you know, roughing it up and doing stupid stuff in the '70s and '80s and making it horrible for everybody uh, to to be spectators and in, in matches and and these are thugs. I mean, that's what they are. If they were, we didn't have Twitter and social media. Uh, They would be doing stupid stuff in the stands or or, or some stuff like that. Now they get to hide behind a keyboard uh, or a phone and so forth. So it's disgusting. It's disturbing uh, and so forth. It needs to be extinguished and there's no part in it. And they end up having a situation where, you know, Georgia ends up ends up apologizing, which is a classy move uh, to apologizing and said, I meant no, no form of it. Leah Galton, as you mentioned, she uh, she accepts that apology, but then that's like essentially call off, you know, or try to call off the these thugs. The and yeah. like she shouldn't have she shouldn't have to do that. She shouldn't have it's to really like not. do it's ridiculous. Um it and
1: there's should like get defensive over like or, or like tell their fans to like take it down a notch. Like, like she shouldn't have to be sending out that kind of a tweet, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean she would have to do that. And But she did. Uh, I don't have as much issue, honestly, with... um, I thought it was unusual. I thought it was a little bit weird. I hadn't really seen that in, in matches before where people were like, you know... You know, I've heard bird calls against players, you know, the bird calls that I thought was really weird in European soccer, you know, where, you know, the bird calls when something happens. Like, you know, it's like, okay, what is this? The movie The Birds? What is this? Um, But apparently that's when they boo people. But they were literally booing Alex Greenwood uh, every time she touched the ball. I did not want as much of an issue with that, you know. But obviously I I do have an issue of thuggery and hiding behind keyboards and phones uh, and lashing out abuse against anyone. For any reason, regardless i don't care who they are, what they are, who, what, if they're a women player, male player, uh, a under twenty-three player—and doesn't matter to me. They, no one should get that kind of stuff. And and um, you know, I don't know what no, necessarily see, needs to and be and done about Greenwood, it.
1: Greenwood, but, but Greenwood hasn't also just been like getting booed by fans too. Like they've been writing, like when she well, came right. to the city, like it was
0: right. She had, had whole, whole, I mean, mess, I
1: like yeah. it was pretty. It's been pretty bad for her for her, too. Like, anytime she goes anywhere near United now, like, it's just... It's not great, yeah, it, so...
0: Yeah, it, it was... I, I remember reading a story in, I think it was, like, The Guardian about, you know, about Alex Greenwood and, and the, the... And it was alluded to a lot of the um the social media abuse that she had gotten from United fans purely because she left united went to leon and then signed for city um and i actually saw a, a good bit of it i just want i wanted to see for myself like okay what are we referring to and i saw that and i was like Ugh. i mean it was disgusting I was i mean it made me made me want to puke honestly um because this, this is just not there's no place for it you know uh it's thuggery behind the keyboard that's all it is um and uh it, it's a shame it had to like, i don't have the to history together, of
1: animosity yeah, and I like I don't have the history of the animosity between the two Manchester sides as much, like, but it it just yeah it just seemed like some of the comments that she was getting, and it wasn't like she switched straight to City either. Like she went to Lyon, like she was playing another club, and then right, she came back. So right, It's like there was some distance and space there. Like it wasn't. I don't know. I don't know. I just think I just think it's too much. But that's just that's my bias probably kicking in. A yeah, bit. and I being mean, defensive, and now... one of your favorite players for City, like <laughs> right, honestly, right, he's such a good defender.
0: Yeah, and and um, you know, I, I in listening, I think Mark with you know, in talking with them, uh, you know, from the support the women supporters group for United. You know, I, he, you know, he mentions a lot about like, yeah, he lives in Manchester. He knows he has friends who are city fans, you know, that he knows. And, and he says, you know, when it comes down to the Derby, you know, we kind of put the friendship onto the little side over here. And I want to, you know, I want yeah. my team to to beat the, you know, what out of, out of city and, and, and he wants the same thing to happen. But then at the end of this, at the end of the match, we're friends again, we shake hands, whatever, and so forth. And that's the way it should be. I, I Absolutely. mean, I, you know, I have fans. I mean, not fans. I have friends who are fans of other teams, the opposite rival team that my that my team, of my teams, right? And when yeah. they play each other, I'm like, yeah, I want your team to lose, man. I want your team to lose. I want your team to go down, you know, and so forth. Well, but then at the good. end, we're. Sh- at the end, we're you know, we're we're tapping a beer and being like, Yeah, good, great, great game, man. You know, next time we'll get you, you know, that type of thing. And that's and then it ends and it's over. There's nothing else. And that's yeah. the way it should be. And I honestly think though, Kate, it is that is the case for maybe ninety-eight percent of people it's out there. The, but yeah. it's that yeah. two percent oh, yeah. that we're spending that
1: kind of,
0: yeah. too much time on because they yeah. act like thugs and idiots. That's the 2%. And I think it's 2% and, and and maybe even less than that, but they're the ones that are out there They're hiding behind keyboard and they're being thugs. And it's, it's really, it's painfully ridiculous. And I don't blame players for taking themselves off of social media and saying, I'm closing down my account. I'm not even, you know, blank this. I'm just doing it private and do a private account where no one can know where I am or what I'm doing. I don't blame them. I really don't. And, um, you know, oh, it's yeah. unfortunate because it is, you know, I've seen players, um, you know, a lot of women's players, you know, interacting with the fans through social media in very positive ways and very good ways. And and that's one of the things that's a charm of the women's game is how women's players, you know, you know, will sign autographs to fans after the match and, and we'll talk to the supporters groups and things like that. And those are those are really cool things and so forth. But then this is the backlash and if that backlash you know gets to a point where they're like you know what's not worth it it's not worth it so yeah. you know and that hurts that hurts the game too in a different way so
1: yeah no no exactly
0: so let's let's move on so so this is how i, I want to know your viewpoint so what happened in the next three minutes right after that red card from your vantage point
1: i i couldn't believe it myself. I went from like, went from putting your hands in your hands to being like, oh, great. This is another big mountain we have to climb and like have things not like gone bad enough for us already. Now we're down to 10 players. And all of a sudden, before I know it, the ball's being moved up the pitch. Demi Soaks gets her, gets her foot on the ball, sends a gorgeous cross in. And then Bunny Shaw gets her head on the end of it. And, and before you know, the ball's in the back of the net. And everyone's just kind of just like losing their minds. And I, I, I couldn't, like, I was so happy. We're down to ten, and we still scored.
0: Like, right, just, and I'm thrilled. Yeah, and I, I think the way I, um, um yeah, you're, uh, um, yeah, I, I, I was like, I wonder what Kate's feeling right now because she's thinking this whole ship's gonna go down and sinking fast. <laughs> oh. And then, like, two minutes later, um, two minutes later, you know, this is why you start, Bunny Shaw. You start Bunny Shaw because guess what? She just happens to be the tallest player out there, and oh, she yeah. is fast. She's incredibly uh, gifted, technically gifted, um, and you know can you know is a natural striker. And so you know, yeah. And so she gets you know perfectly placed ball. She gets her head on it and so forth. But let's be honest, Kate United turned off they just mentally just turned off for three minutes
1: yeah no they saw that happen and it kind of was just like i think they let their guard down a little bit and that's all it took it just took us like a quick quick uh quick attack and I know it falls in the back of the net
0: but hey i mean good strong thinking there to be like okay let's hit them that's the last thing they would expect is for us to be like to go right on the attack immediately that was that was well timed well done
1: yeah, well, well done, with the,
0: strategy with the, wise.
1: Yeah, with, and with the way things have been going in the last games, like that could have easily gotten our team down. Like they could have easily just been like, "Oh, we're down another player. Like let's just like you know try to bunker down and and not do anything." But they kept attacking, and they kept they kept playing the entire game. Like they weren't down a player, which was mm-hmm. impressive. Like yeah, if you they, they
0: actually it, it they getting... actually played better with ten players than they did with eleven. <laughs>
1: They were doing really really well. And you almost couldn't tell that they were down a player, except for some of the defensive stuff that led to the United schools. Um, Right.
0: But yeah, I mean, certainly the mindset of the city side, you know, had to go a total roller coaster. And I'm sure the fans did as well because they're like, oh God, when we're down, you know, we're down one, but Hey, the fight, the fight's still in them. Yeah. For whatever reason, a derby. Forget about it. You know the fight was still there. They're like, all right, let's hit him, let's hit him, and they did. And it, you know, it was it was a well, technically well put together offensive play, leading leading to that goal. The the crisp passing, very forward again. Not what I'm not sure that's what United was expecting, and they had turned off. They were all over the place defensively. Uh, I don't know who was marking who. Um, and so yeah. forth and, and United has a tendency to do that you know in the back line because there's a lot of switching off of, of, of players and overlaps and overlaps in the back line where Thor satir is probably sometimes is in on the wing and sometimes she's in the center and sometimes she doesn't know who she's supposed to necessarily block you know that type of thing uh, and so forth. So she was in the wrong place too. Uh, one thing leads to another but but if it if it had been the other way, I don't know how y'all would have been feeling if United it's gone up a, a player and then scored the goal three minutes later.
1: Yeah, thankfully we don't totally did. different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. That would have been a, a harder hill to climb, but it uh, uh, didn't work out that way. So thankfully we shook first. Um, I knew I had a feeling like I had a feeling. it's a derby like one goal like one nil win like that I don't think it was gonna I don't think it was ever gonna stay that way like I didn't nah, know no way not, But it, like, I mean
0: no absolutely not but the game was on at that point it, it, yeah. it was game on uh so talk to us about you know talk to us about the how the the second half started and being up a goal trying to defend the goal but but again as you mentioned they, they kept playing forward
1: yeah, no, they kept getting forward, they kept attacking, and then, yeah, like the minutes kept kind of ticking by, and and for a while you're like, okay, you know, they're still not playing, like they're playing really well again for only having ten players. Like I, that's I, that's something I just couldn't kept keep believing. Like I was watching this, I was like, it doesn't feel like we're really missing anybody, um, but the mind, yeah, like they just, I, I don't know, it's just it was. It felt like the old city. It felt like the city we've been used to watching. We've kind of been waiting for, and it's funny because they had ten players, and this is what it took for them to kind of kick things into gear. As maybe just playing United, maybe that's just what they needed. Yeah, yeah, playing, right.
0: It's playing yeah,
1: to get them going again. Right. Right. So.
0: Exactly. Uh, but we got to bring up though. We got to bring up Demi Stokes though, because she's the other player that seemed to find another gear. Could we, yeah. I mean, the only times we've really mentioned Debbie Stokes uh, on this podcast recently has been when she's getting beat or she makes a mistake or whatever. This match was the exact opposite. She had an excellent yeah. match. Um, you know, um, she was on it, completely on it from the get go um, and oh, really involved. Had, um,
1: yeah, she had one move in the game. It made me very nervous because of how she yeah. gave away the back pass. Mm-hmm. And so she right. was, she was right. playing with the ball at the back, right? And she goes to turn back to the keeper. And I'm just like, just boot it out. Like, just boot it, right. away. Just it away. She twists, she turns. And all of a sudden, before you know it, she, like, evades the Manchester United player and is halfway up the pitch. And I'm like, okay, that's that's lovely when that works. But A, you gave me a heart attack because it hasn't worked in the past. But, like, to this game, like, the what she was doing was working. like, And she, yeah. Like a Demi Stokes is a good I think consistency is a little bit of an issue. Like it's just like have a good game, not have a good game, have a good game, not have a good game.
0: So Yeah, yeah, I mean and well, she picked the right moment to have a good game. I mean she picked the right moment to be like, Oh, this is why you (laughs) <laughs> you you are there and doing what you're doing because this is the, this is what we we come we see. uh You know, I guess everyone uh, I'm, I'm sure you want to see that a little bit more consistently. Um, but you see, OK, that's what she brings. That's what she brings. And <laughs> and it was a great moment. uh Yeah. That 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 whole series of, of moves that she made. It was like, oh, I didn't know she could do that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And it worked. Oh my god. Very nervous, okay. but it, it
1: looked great. <laughs> and it <so>. worked. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, so United gets the that gets their first goal. Um crazy goal though, right?
1: Yeah, I wasn't happy that like at all. Caught us off guard, caught us completely off guard, and then even positioning for our keeper, I thought I thought it was save. Like I thought it could have been savable. It didn't look like that should have gone in. It the whole thing just looked like that shouldn't have been a goal. Like, it just, it was frustrating to see it. Well, I was the to- was all- and I was just like, this is just, there's so many things could have prevented it. But they, they did, it was a good set piece. Like it was, they took it quickly, you know, before we got a chance to like set into anything and, and good for Standard for for being out front and and getting her her foot on the ball. But it was just like, yeah, they caught it. They completely caught us nabbing. Like that's, that's the way you can describe that goal is they caught us napping.
0: Yeah. I I think, yeah, I would definitely agree that there were multiple opportunities for that not to go the way it went. (laughs) Um, I'm not sure there was really anything that team could do, um, you know, but I'm I'm not sure about that, but, uh, but it was ridiculous in the sense that you have a, you have a a corner short kick, which I hate short kicks. I don't know why you do it. But no, no. Here's, I, well, guess, this this is is, this I guess this is this
1: is why you do it. I guess
0: this is the reason why. So short yeah. kick, blendo, Short kicks to Elatune. Toon. Elatune Toon is the the playmaker for United. Is the goal scorer that that they you know that seems to be the the point person for United at this point. Uh, and I mean, she crossed it in. And but how on earth did she get it on get it on Lucy Staniforth's back heel? Yeah, uh, and yeah, it, yeah. with a back heel kicks it in. I mean, I don't yeah. think anyone was expecting that to happen. I was not, I think um, that's why
1: she, yeah. I think that's what color Archie broke too. Like, yeah, I just the, don't. I mean, I don't he, think, he, I don't think that's why I think that,
0: that I, I, I give to you the credit of the doubt on that one. I was like, um, yeah, I don't think I don't think many people would have gotten that one or expected that to happen. That she was gonna yeah. get it on her back heel, and it like knock it in. you know, yeah. that's not what I would have been looking for. Um, you know, but yeah, it was a beautiful set piece. I mean, obviously the execution was oh, spot on perfect. Uh, it had to be. Um, and, you know, they get the goal and it's like, so after that goal though, what did you think about the mindset of the city squad after that, that, you know, now the in the games now, even obviously still down a person, what do you think yeah. the, what was the mindset like, do you think after that
1: huh? first goal? Yeah, no, I think they still were fighting for it too. Like I it didn't, it's mm-hmm. maybe like a little bit of a hit, but not as much as like I've seen in the last couple of weeks. Last couple of weeks, they would have that might have just mm-hmm. like done them, but like I still think that they they really put up another fighting chance, and they yeah, like they they still had the mindset of like going out there and and they still created chances. I think after that, like I don't think they just kind of were like, oh well, like that's that. We're down a player. They scored. Let's just you know, that's what is what it is. I think they still, um, credit to them, they, they went out there and they still fought against them.
0: And, and yeah, you know, and, and then, and yet United continued also to create opportunities and create chances, uh, yeah. which then let, leads up to the Elisa Russo goal. You know, Ella Toon again involved with Blundell, this time the other way around, Toon making the live pass to Blundell, Blundell to Russo from six, 16 yards that one I think was preventable in the, from the goalkeeper I wasn't sure that was that great of a of a I shot know. by Russo uh,
1: well, before she took the shot like right. she, wasn't, yeah. she wasn't even on balance taking that shot so I think that was definitely a keeper one um if you saw the pro- going in like Becky missed it Scott just mm-hmm. couldn't get her like toe on it and then again, it's kind of like a fumble in the the penalty area where like there was three city players that may have been able to clear that and they didn't. And the the fact that I saw the replay and Russo like she stumbles, she like stumbles and still gets the shot off. Like someone should have been on her. Like she wasn't she wasn't completely on her feet there. Um, I think that was a little bit more. Like yeah, that second goal is a lot more preventable. Um, but yeah, that went in and. But I got to give
0: credit. Good. I got to give credit to City, though, because right after that, they they just kept on firing. They just were like, yep. they just didn't no, stop. No, not doing that. I'm not
1: listen to one. Uh,
0: you know, didn't give up at all. No heads were hung low. I mean, they fired it back right back up again. But I tell you, though, that second goal is crazy. I mean, I was just nuts. Um, yeah. Jessica Park from a million miles away. I think she was trying to hit that ball from Liverpool um, 30 <laughs> miles away. I mean, just cranked it. But Mary Earps makes an incredible save, but. Yeah. no. And there's a big but. It hits the post <laughs> and then goes down. And then the poacher of all poachers.
1: <laughs> yeah. You, you don't want uh, Ellen White not to poach
0: That's why Ellen White's there. Ellen White t- is there to do that. And then she's the first one who gets to the ball and there's no way she's going to not get that one in from that range. (laughs) Um, And the game is drawn. Um, I think that was just horrible. I mean, I, I don't, I don't like to talk about luck. I talk about making your own luck and putting yourself in a position to, to get scoring opportunities and converting them and so forth and, and so forth. But I I don't know what else to say about that. I mean, I mean, There's no, I mean, that was a, that should have been a goal from Park, number one. And then Erbs makes an incredible save, but unfortunately hits the post and then goes straight down right in front of Ellen White. I mean, but you, but they created that opportunity to happen. But, but in one sense, it was really unlucky um, for, you know, unlucky for United and and Ellen White gets the, the, the goal. But I want to talk, I want to draw back. I want to rewind though, because one of the things I talked about with Mark yesterday was about the referee calls because the game ends in they a 2-2 draw good.
1: they were not that, good this game was
0: not the game good. ends in a 2-2 draw yeah and i'm going to be honest with you kate there was two at least two if they not are, three that calls there were two offside calls that were not offside calls that not took away all. that took away two united scoring opportunities and I don't know if United would have scored, but they were good opportunities, though. Yep. They were good opportunities, solid opportunities where they would have at least gotten a shot on goal, probably. Yep. And they were called back before they even before the play was even allowed to continue. So yep. there were two problems there. Number one, the, the whistle was blown early. And then secondly, it wasn't even offsides on at least one of those occasions. There were two offside calls that were like that. And there was one kind of iffy non-call penalty in the box. Um, What did you, I mean, you are a trained referee, you you know, um, and so forth. I mean, when you saw that, I know you had your blue glasses on and stuff, but what what did you think? What did you think?
1: Even if, even as a fan, like when I saw a replay back of that one offside against United, I was like, where? Where was the offside? All our players were back. United fans, like I, I and I, t- I think I tweeted something. I'm like, I'm like, if I was a United fan, I'd be fuming. Like the AR, she missed a couple of calls that match, and it wasn't like blatant handballs, but like offsides like that. Like your vision is not obstructed. Like she could have, she was right there. She could again. You can easily see that. You can't be getting these calls wrong because it's leading to goals or it's leading to missed goals or goals called back and like every goal you know kind of counts in this league so like the again like I can put aside my city feelings and stuff like that when I'm watching some of these matches and just be like no like that's a bad call that's a bad call
0: yeah I mean and to me that I really felt like it I really felt like the referee calls were so bad and so mistimed yeah. and caused against one team in favor of another team to the point where I think it affected the result of the match.
1: Yeah, and it's been happening way too much this year already. And we're only five right. games in, like we're only five games yeah, in. We're
0: we're not even a we're at a not even at the quarter mark. We're mm-hmm. right at the quarter mark basically.
1: Yeah. And, and now you been screwed over. Like almost all the teams now have been kind of like have hard done by calls. Like it's just like a bunch of teams have had hard hard have been hard done by by like yeah. poor officiating and, and I know we keep banging on about this, but it's like and, and there's and there's more to it. Like official officials don't get paid that much per match. Like it's a semi it's it's a hobby um for most people. Like for me, like I'll pick up a game on like a Saturday or something like that, and it's, you drive an hour. You you do this for ninety minutes, and you drive home, right? So some people can't. It's it's hard to balance that with like an actual working job. So you know we can bang on about how poor the the officiating is, but there needs to be more support and there needs to be more discussions being had on how we can create a more professional environment for them for sure.
0: Yeah, and I I think the the line in the sand was you know, was crossed with this one because, I mean, some of the other really bad calls that it's seen in other matches this season, they may or may not have affected the outcome you know, the match, you know, winning or losing and so forth. Some of the ones that I saw, you know, some some calls that were weird in terms of uh, of when or not the ball actually crossed the line or didn't cross the line, goals that counted, it maybe didn't count, whatever, you know, but in the end, it really didn't affect whether or not someone got three points or someone got one or got none. In this one, I, I just was like, okay, I've had enough because this, I, you know, I just, I, I think that, I really think that United should have won this match. Yeah. And they should have won this match, you know, for a multitude of reasons that did not go their way, including poor referee calls. And I was just like, come on, you know, and, and I understand that they are part time. I understand they're not paid well and so forth. But you're trying to make the league the best women's league in the world. You yeah. cannot have this. This is unacceptable when you're trying to be a top tier league in the eyes of the world, it's not acceptable this level. So it has to be professionalized. Has to be
1: yeah. The game is growing faster than the officiating can keep up. That's a problem. Absolutely. Right? Like it's just it's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And if you're not getting officials that are getting more training and stuff like that, that's going to fall behind. And and the players deserve better. Like everybody in this league deserves better than that but like i think like that spurs handball game was like a, that was a huge one against us yeah. like i think that i think that could have
0: yeah that a, that was you're call. right that that would have changed the result too that yeah, would have changed the result arsenal,
1: i think the chelsea arsenal one too there was there's pretty bad call in that one uh instead of like a draw it could have been like a
0: Yeah, I mean, certainly. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, I stand corrected. Those are two very clear examples where if those calls were made the way they were supposed to, clearly there was the offside on, on Beth Mead or on the Beth Mead goal. Uh, It could have been, you know, could have, should have been not three, one should have been two, one. Chelsea goes on and scores the second goal. That's a draw. And then with Tottenham, that was a clear handball. It was clearly missed. Um, And that would have been a draw there too. So that's, two points there um so yeah clearly i stand corrected so yeah it's worse than i thought um so but at this point i but i think also for me this was a derby and this derby had everything that you could ask for it Uh, had tenacity excitement goals uh controversy snippiness Energy yep. on both sides. It didn't matter. I mean, one, you know, didn't didn't matter. the 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 records didn't matter. If one team was really better than the other one, it was a, just a well thought fought out match. And then you had the referees doing the referees doing yep. doing weird stuff, and then you know, and it just it ruined it for me. Yeah, it ruined. The, you know, it ruined the derby for me because I was like, oh come on, man, this is this enough of this. You know, it, it's enough of this, and so, um, you know, and I know um, I, I joked with Mark that, that I had to jerry rig my computer and get a VPN and everything else in order to watch the game, you know, live, you know, on yeah. on Saturday, you know, you know, pretend I was in Manchester and put in the, you know, the the city code for some place, some bar, pub outside of outside of yeah. some ground in manchester somewhere um you know just to watch, watch the game women. you
1: know yeah, the enjoy watching women's sports
0: yeah exactly you know it's like okay well i know it's on bbc um you know but it's just like you're on bbc you've got this great tv contract that's mm-hmm. supposed to basically boost the 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 status of the league to the stratosphere from where it was and you get this silliness i mean it's yeah, it's ridiculous to me.
1: Yeah, well, and they got so many viewership numbers came in too. So yeah, it was crazy, yeah, it was crazy
0: numbers. <laughs> I, I wonder what they're thinking. Like, what the, you know, they're like, what, what happened here? Um, so I, they, they got to professionalize it. I mean, it, it's, I mean, money's coming in now. More money is going to be coming in. Yeah. Um, they got to professionalize it. That's that's the only answer. I mean, yeah. they can take like, care they hope, can do yeah. VAR and all that mess later. They gotta professionalize it. That, yeah. That's all that's they got. That's what. Well, they that's need it. To do. The
1: bar is, the bar can be brought in, but you have to still fix the officiating. You can't just yeah. the bar to be your savior and like it's actually, it's of,
0: gonna make like, it worse. Actually, <laughs>
1: <for you>. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah. if you still have bad officials using bar, now it's gonna be like twice as bad. Right, it's, know, it's gonna be to bad
0: be bar decisions, and, and yeah, we already had need. enough of that. But yeah, yeah, you need to get
1: the proper officials in there first for sure. I mean, I personally still enjoyed the heck out of the game. I mean, I was nervous and I was out and my emotions went all over the place. It's like up and down and, and then down and then up. And then it's just like, uh, that. that is what I wanted in the soccer match. Like I haven't felt that stress since that Chelsea city three, three draw last year, that yeah. game mm-hmm. drove me insane.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. That. And um, yeah. And that's what, you know, that's what we, and we're going to, I'm thinking we're going to get more of these types of games as the season goes on and, and, you know, I just really hope that, you know, that the referees don't become part of the story. Yeah. You know, they yeah. shouldn't be part of the story. Uh, but right now they are part of the story. And so that's that's something that needs to be dealt with, um, you know, at some point down the line. Um, there are time, I every time I see a draw in a match, I, I think one set of fans feel like they got to win, even though it was a draw. Yeah. And then another set of fans that's, that feel like, hard done by, you know, that it's kind of a loss, even though it was a draw. Yeah. Where do you, as a city fan, where, where did you fall? on? That? I
1: felt, it felt like a win. It yeah. felt good. I mean, we were winning one nil, which, so it would have been nice to like come away three points, obviously, especially considering we only have four right now, but when we tied and, and then we were down to one with 10 minutes to go and we managed to tie it back up that, felt like a win, grabbing that point from then while playing with, with 10 players for most of the match and like a decimated squad i don't know it just it just put me in a good mood it just put me it put me in a good mood that we almost beat united uh having like half our squad missing a down a man or down a player right yeah. <laughs> and then i was just like oh okay we snuck a goal in there we got a point out of this and you know it could have been a lot worse considering who we had and uh, available and now Stanley got sent off and she's gone for whatever. you think I'd be like more upset that Stanley's gone for like three games. But I just, I felt so relieved, I guess, after that derby. I don't know why. Just maybe because of the form we'd been on. I just felt so relieved. I'm like, ah, we'll worry about the Stanway problem later. Like right now, if we got out of that with like a tie. And yeah, it, it, it did. It felt like a win.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I, and I know for United fans, it it felt completely different um, and so forth. I mean, they had some positive takeaways, obviously from that match in terms of where they are um, in terms, but for city, you know, to the, getting any points was absolutely vital. Um, They're still sitting in ninth place, um, but it's, they're not at Birmingham level, you know, in terms of point totals, um, you know, and so forth. So, now coming up next, I mean tomorrow we we got the new Conti Cup format in which, um, you know we, we there's the Women's League Cup Conti Cup, you know against Everton on Wednesday, yeah, uh, and so forth. Um, you know, and the way they televise those things, they're, they don't they're not necessarily. They're, I guess uh, I know for United they're gonna people would have to be able to watch it on if they're not there live. Uh, would have to watch it on their subscription. I know Manchester City has City Plus. I don't know if they're going to be showing the women's match. um, They usually do, yeah. They usually do, and so forth. So Everton, interesting. Last time that Manchester City played Everton, they rolled them uh, in a league game. I don't know if this is a different Everton squad. Um, Everton, every time they play a top three team, they get crushed uh, these days. I think Willie Kirk is somewhere near drawn with uh, Garth in the, the sack race um you know given everything everton's going through so your thoughts on everton coming up before the international break
1: they're a weird one because yeah you're seeing glimpses kind of of them uh of what they could be but then they go ahead and lose on the weekend like they just it's it's yeah it's up and down for them so i mean i think i think it's going to be an evenly contested game i don't know if we'll like I don't know if it's going to be like another 4-0 against them, but I could see us I could see us winning like 2-0 against Everton tomorrow. Um uh-huh. but yeah, like it's it's they're a weird team. Like they're they have the pieces and they have like good players and they make good signings and stuff, but but yeah, like they're they're a little inconsistent in their results right now, so uh it's it's a little hard to predict what's going to happen, I think, but but I could see see us taking it 2-0.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I don't know. I mean, they're helter skelter, but I mean, what seems to be true for Everton is that, um, is that they go to a, a solid side, they get rolled and, you know, they're beating the teams that they should beat. I guess that's good for them. They're not losing those games that they against teams that are clearly weaker than them, um, but they're not competitive against you know anybody else? Now, I will say though, they were more competitive against Arsenal over the weekend.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, they the score line doesn't justify. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a three nil score line, but I mean, it took some a wonder goal uh, by um, Freedom Anum. You know, a wonder goal at the end to make it three nil. The game was pretty much out of sight at that point. But I mean, there there was Arsenal had to play well. To get yeah. the three uh, nil, Everton was up for it. They just didn't have the firepower to go against Arsenal. Um, Arsenal's clearly on a massive roll, um, and it just keeps going. Um, you know, so I don't know what you're going to get with with Everton. Um, you know, uh, you know, Ruby base is going to have to probably going to have to start. Um, they got nobody. I mean you know it, it's you know they got nobody really i mean they got to play basically the same starting lineup except for ruby bass um standway so
1: Brazil comes back but i have no That's idea how i have no idea how she's progressing really with her right like seeing her in training pictures but i just yeah. i don't I don't know. I'm like we're not so, getting a lot
0: of details and updates. Yeah. I mean, cool. city is never good with that. Uh, they're never good with clear updates. Um, it's kind of how they operate. It's kind of how they have operated for a while now. Um, so no, we're not going to know. We're not going to know anything until the lineup is out. Um, mm-hmm. And then we know. Um, so when you know, you know. Um, so, but yeah, I, I would, I mean, it is a gr- a group stage match, um, you know, but I would expect city to win, but you know, it may be a little bit tougher than it looks.
1: Um,
0: Then, you know, uh, you got the international break, but then somewhere in the mix of all that fun stuff is, you know, another uh, is an FA cup match against Uh, Chelsea. Yes. (laughs) Um, I have it listed as being played on Halloween. Yep. The 31st, uh, you know, so you know we'll be talking before then but then then uh after that another league cup match um against Durham um and then the WSL starts back up against against Leicester so we'll be talking more about that those games as they come up and the 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 only cool thing um I saw the only good thing about the international break is coming at a perfect time for city
1: absolutely yeah
0: um for a better time, you know, for hoping though I, I, you got to have your fingers crossed that no one else gets injured during yeah, international. I'll be at the break.
1: can, in the, at the, can in the game, so Becky better not get injured. In. Yeah,
0: right. So, um, yeah, like
1: we cannot afford any more injuries due to international duty. So, Never yeah, be. let's hope not for that
0: for everyone's sake. Um, uh, so you know, again, the number of players in the Team GB lineup, Becky is in the Canada lineup. Um, and so forth uh those those players that are meant meant just to be there, are healthy um to go to internationals they're going to internationals um and so forth so um you know so it'll be interesting team gbs and world cup qualifiers is canada also in world cup qualifiers as well
1: no or are don't those don't friendly it's just like a kind of a victory tour that's like long overdue because all right,
0: we, cool. That I works.
1: It, we want to go middle. <laughs> so, that it works. That. yeah, we get, our, we get our victory tour finally. So,
0: hey, uh, hey, at least you got a victory tour, right?
1: Yes. Well, the yeah. way our organization runs, so oh, it was dubious and they weren't releasing any information. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, Water want Montreal. But people forget how big Canada is. So then you right. got people out in Vancouver that are like, well, what about us? And then you got people out east in Halifax that are like, that always get missed. I feel very, very poorly for
0: the the folks in the far east East. in the far Uh, west
1: yeah new brunswick and stuff like that like vancouver usually gets hit because like sinks from there sinclair's from there but like halifax and stuff like that it's just kind of like that's the east is like ontario it's like it no canada doesn't end in like center central ontario it keeps it 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 keeps keeps going a lot more provinces past ontario
0: yeah i I, I swear to you there is a canadian border where maine is (laughs)
1: Yep. There is yeah.
0: one. There's, but yeah, that's still Canada.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, uh, it's just logistics wise, I'm sure it's hard to try to get all yeah. the and getting teams there too, because we're playing New Zealand, right? So right. it's like you to get teams to play us and
0: yeah.
1: all yeah, the that... fun COVID stuff, trying to arrange that. So, yeah, well,
0: but a well deserved. Uh, victory tour um, during the international break. It is a long one. So our programming for England is burning is going to be uh, going to be interesting during that period of time. Um, y'all out there, as well as you smashing a like and getting subscribing to this channel, as well as listening to this channel, giving a five-star review, passing along in social media. Our social media is blowing up. Our podcast is blowing up. The most listeners we've ever, ever, ever had right now this time keep doing those reviews keep sharing word of mouth that works also leicester fans everton fans uh and tottenham fans i want to talk to you during the international break uh i want to talk to you talk about your teams on this show we'll have you on we're going to treat you well i'm going to treat you really well I want you to have the opportunity to talk about your teams on this channel uh, and so forth. There's a lot to talk about with Lester, a lot to talk about with Dur- with uh, Everton, a lot to talk with Spurs. I mean, you're up in second place right now. I mean, come on. DM me, please. OK, Not, don't send me abuse and weird pictures. Just DM me. OK, we can make this work. So please do so. All right. Thank you so much, Kate, uh, for coming on, on on our program. Brilliant stuff is always from you.
1: Thanks. Thanks
0: for having me on again. So yeah, looking forward to seeing you again. um, After, um, after Everton in the League Cup, and then uh, have you come in to do kind of a review of the season so far. Um, And, um, you know, we'll just keep on rolling, right? Yeah, exactly. All right. That's going to be it for our Manchester City review. Tomorrow we will have Rob Prattley on from the CFCW social. Uh, You know, he did accidentally show his face on social media the other weekend. Um, I don't know if you saw him, though, because he was with Pernell Harder uh, and a bunch of other people and so forth. But he did show his face. Trust me, um, he never shows this place on the program, but he showed his place there, uh, and so forth. So we'll be talking to him tomorrow. Uh, talk about Chelsea, uh, Chelsea interesting match against Leicester. Um, I was gonna, you know, collect some flowers if Leicester was gonna pull some weird get a result in, at Chelsea. It just didn't turn out, of course. Um, so we'll talk to him tomorrow, and then I'm gonna do the Arsenal show by myself. Um, so look forward to that. Josh is Josh is remodeling, you know. He's up for that, so he's not available this week. So it's going to be just me talking about how uh, how crazy Arsenal is right now, and they're just they're just on another level at this point. So I will talk to you all later. Please again, smash a like, subscribe, share on social media. Take care, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow when we talk to Rob and talk about Chelsea. And we are going to be out. Have a good night, everyone.